I'm in the pursuit of cover songs, and I know every version I find ain't always going to be gold. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against each other, and asks, what, what's the point of this all? Which one's the best? Why are y'all doing this? I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my happy co-host. Hey, Alex Mildenberger. And a very special guest returning since his first appearance on the podcast on the very first episode, Stephen Reynolds. Hi, I'm back. What's up, Stephen? How you been? I'm pretty good. It's a pleasure to be back. So uh, last time you were on, you you plugged at the end of the episode a thing called Entrepreneurial Summer. Yeah, and by Entrepreneurial Summer, it just ended up being getting drunk and working at a hot dog stand. <laughs> so, hey, you know, let's not forget. Let's not forget you made mead. Yeah, you're getting drunk uh, off homebrew. Yeah, and it turned out surprisingly good. I would, I would highly recommend it to anyone. So it's not maybe super entrepreneurial on account of not making any money, but it's a good first step. It did save me money, though, because then you just give those out as, like, gifts instead of actually having to buy people things. That's true. You, but, gave, you gave me one as a housewarming gift. And how, even though you don't drink. I drank some of that yep. because you made it, Steven. <laughs> wow. Look at you, Alex. So you'll drink garbage swill if we give you that. Yes. You say it's part of a group bonding exercise. <laughs> yeah, you just have to trick me. That's all. <laughs> I'm very easily fooled. All right. Well, if any of you actually participated in Entrepreneurial Summer, we'd love to hear how that went. Hashtag uh, Summer's Gone. <laughs> <laughs> or just stick with the Entrepreneurial Summer hashtag. Yeah, you just do that again. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, you got plans for another entrepreneurial summer? Is that happening again this year? No, I'm hopefully trying to get employed this summer. Uh, employed summer, you heard it here first, yep. folks. Uh, self-employed summer? No, I wish though. So. I, I I need experience from like a real company. Fair. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an IT boy now. Hey, you can be IT for cover me. Yeah, fair. Um, we have no like server. I mean, we do have a server. I guess we got a host. Yeah, I guess we could build like a. Like a pretty ghetto like NAS server. Yeah. For not too much money. I don't know what a NAS server is. It's just like more like an ass NAS? server. <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what the N in NAS stands for is not ass. <laughs> this server's ass. I need one that's not ass. No, you need a NAS server. <laughs> I got you covered. Cover me. <laughs> so today we were talking about uh Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cuddy. If you piece that together for Wait, I watched the movie. Oh no, he watched Pursuit of Happiness <laughs> with Will Smith. <laughs> what are we gonna No, I listened to the song, I lied. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good. It's cool. Well then I was gonna say they're essentially the same. Ooh. You know, uh, the, at the end of the Pursuit of Happiness movie is Will Smith looking for uh, his friend Zuli. And uh, <laughs> wondering why he drank Pat. and smoked so much. Yeah, exactly. Pat and Zuli. <laughs> did, did you ever find out, like, who those people are? They are friends of his. Let me pop up the genius. Are they, as, are they part of MGMT or Rat Hat? No. Rat Hat. Zuli is one of Cuddy's closest friends and was mentioned before in Cuddy's 2009 track, Switching Lanes. Lanes. Oh, okay. And Pat, or Plain Pat, is an American music executive, record producer, and songwriter. He's best known for managing the early careers of Kanye West and Kid Cudi, later forming a strong relationship with Cudi. Damn, all right. I got learned. See, not only is this Kid Cudi, but it's uh, produced by Ratatat. Does anybody know anything about Ratatat? No. I hear they're in the top percentile of Ratatats. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually produced by a guy named Joey. <laughs> he loves wearing shorts, that guy. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, I've like listened to Ratatat before. I've enjoyed their stuff before, but I know nothing about them. No, okay. I don't even know if it's more than one person. It's two people, I believe. Two dudes. Oh, good for them. And they, they feature in the second music video for this song. There's two. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. MGMT is also on this. They sing on the chorus. Um, now, Steven, I brought you on the podcast because you're the first person I know who got into Kid Cudi. Can yes. you tell us what it was like to discover the greatest rapper of all time? Um, well, I was smoking hella weed at the time, and then I think it was on Facebook that some girl from my church was like, oh, yes, I like Kid Cudi, and I was like, I didn't think you liked hip-hop, so I was like, I'll check it out. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. And then I made you guys listen to it like a gajillion times because yeah. we would drive around and smoke weed That's and listen right. to Kid Cudi. And I hated it at first. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just because I was still in that phase where I was like, eh, I hate rap music. Yeah. Mm. But like eventually I turned around to it and Kid Cudi is one of my favorite artists, even though he does have a sort of checkered history of albums. Yeah. I mean, like who doesn't though? Yeah. And it's important to explore. Yeah, he's always doing something new, so you can credit him with that at the very least. Yeah, we don't have to love Speed and Bullet to heaven. No, <laughs> even, even though it was clearly a cry for help, and he was probably going to kill himself. Yeah, so it sounds like that went better than terrible. Yeah. I don't know all the details. <laughs> I'm glad he's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, because well, then he came out with a, a decent album after that. Yeah, he did. And then, of course, he's come out with Kids See Ghosts with Kanye West, which is, I think, a phenomenal album. And yeah. I'm a little little duo. Little do and I think there's been some rumors lately that they've been working together some more. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I uh they were they're just like pictures. They had like their hair colored the same way or something. Uh. Oh yeah, there's a picture of them hanging out yeah. at like a restaurant or something. I think it was Kid Cuddy's birthday recently. Oh, okay, maybe that I feel like Kid And then Cuddy's they got they got uh, Twinsies hair color. <laughs> so that's cool. Wouldn't they just have that naturally? Well, they, it's like it's like green and yellow, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, you can tell it's guys. different. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex, how did we force you to start listening to Kid Cudi? Uh, well, it was a couple years later because yeah. I I was in the the no hip hop phase a little longer than you. Yeah, um, and I basically was just like, uh, I need to I, I need to to branch out a bit, and and that was one of the one of the CDs you gave me was was this, and I haven't listened to it like um. I, I I'm sure you've you've spent more time with it, uh, uh based on your story. But uh, I, I know it a bit. No, yeah, I like I stuff. know this out. Al- I don't listen to this album frequently anymore. Like it was one of my big high school ones. And but if you throw on a track from it, I will just subconsciously start singing along, even if I don't like think I remember the lyrics. <laughs> like I will just go and I'm like, oh my god! Like that's one of the very few things I will always remember. <laughs> mm, that's how I feel about certain Backstreet Boys songs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was good at memorizing Backstreet Boy lyrics. I, I'm not good at memorizing rap lyrics. Mm. I don't have that, like, mental capacity, at least not yet. Yeah. It's very difficult for me. But back in 2000, you know, 2000, 2001, I spent a lot of time trying to memorize Backstreet Boy's lyrics. Okay. And some of that sticks. You know why I think I'm okay with rap lyrics on a memorization aspect is uh, Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, yeah? Because that song's I, just nonsense. I, <laughs> I did a pretty good job of that one in high school, so... And then you get to rap, and, like, it's actually easier to remember because the lines make sense and <laughs> generally are clever. It's not just a list? <laughs> yeah, it's not just a list of events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Billy Joel. We'll talk about him on the podcast someday, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Um, so this was uh, the third single off this album, Man on the Moon, colon, the end of the, the end of day, I believe. Man on the Moon. Mm, Everybody day. just knows that it's Man on the Moon. Yep. Nobody talks about the, the, the subtitle. Yep. This song made its U.S. television debut on 9-11-2009 on The Late Show with David Letterman. Little fun fact. Good day for oh, it. 2009. I was yeah. like, yeah, like that doesn't. He did 9/11 with Pursuit of <laughs> Happiness. You heard it here first. Uh, it was Entertainment Weekly's best hip hop album of 2009. Uh, peaked at 59 on the Billboard Hot 100, and then came back again in uh, 2012 when the Steve Aoki version was officially yes. released. Yeah, that one did a lot. So it peaked at 172 originally on the UK singles chart. Came back at 72 in 2012, and it hit 24 on the Irish singles chart. Cool. Interesting. Did, 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 some, did some decent sales in Ireland. Wait, Ireland? Just like Ireland? Regular Ireland? Yeah, I would cool. assume so. Or just Irish I guess that people. makes sense. They just get a bunch of Irish people to write in. They're like, I am listening to a lot of Kid <laughs> Cudi. And they're like, great, he's on the charts. Way to go. Way to go. Uh, uh, so this was produced by Ratatat, like we said. He also like co-wrote the lyrics with him. He says the song came together fairly quickly. Quote, we went in the studio for hours and hours and hours trying to do this one song and figure out the first verse. I wrote it down really quickly, and that was the whole method behind the entire album, just moving off of that creative spark right away. So, this so, is one of those made-quick songs. One of those, uh, yeah, kind of spontaneous ones, mm-hmm. as opposed to... I was kind of thinking of that recently, because I was listening to something very different. Um, it is called... right. Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull, which was kind of written in the same way, and I was thinking of that as opposed to, like, the idea of coming up with a song and, like, working on it and maybe playing it live for, like, years right. and working on it over time. And as I understand, Thick as a Brick was not that at all. It was very much, like, come up, like, write lyrics and music in the morning and, like, record in the afternoon and just, like, work till 2 a.m. or whatever. No, okay. And then sleep in the studio kind of deal. So similar idea of like, we're just going with what we come up with right now. Yeah. And just jumping on that as soon as you're like, that might be an idea. Go with it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I still like, we've talked so, about so many different songs and like creative processes. I still don't have a scope of what the average work time is on a single song. Yeah. I have to say, well, I think it varies so much. You always hear it's like, like, uh, and again, um, completely different song. Uh, what is it? Peg? Yeah. By by Steely Dan. Dan. Supposedly they spent like weeks trying to get the ex- right exact perfect like one part the guitar solo and they just kept bringing in different players and like having them just play over and over and over and over and over again for like days versus like you hear and the Beatles recorded this song in 30 minutes and then moved on like <laughs> wow like they did it in two takes. Cool. But I guess uh maybe there's some writing to and pre- preparation there as well. So yeah, I think it just varies so much. I be hard to hard to even say what the average is. Yeah, it's just I, you know, as somebody who pretends to try to write music, I'm always like, how much time should I put into a single song? And is there a point where you just have to be like, yeah, this is trash, and just like throw it away? Yeah, I, I don't know. Was it Prince wrote like ten thousand songs in his lifetime or something? He would write like at least yeah. ten songs a day, which is wild, which is insane. But back to Kid Cudi. So this was like one they banged out essentially in the studio. He says fairly quick, but also says it took hours and hours. So again, like the concept I guess, like, of how they long came, it took. like they wrote the verse, but and then like it was even if it was spontaneous, it still might have taken a while. Yeah, these things do take time. And so for him, it was a big deal to get MGMT and Ratatat together. He says, "I was excited to be that artist to bring them together and really do it in the proper way. 
And I mean, the song Pursuit of Happiness is the epitome of what you would imagine a rat-a-tat engineered Kid Cudi song would sound like. I believe that. Steve, can you I- verify that statement? You know rat-a-tat. Yeah, it's also been like, I think, a solid year since the last time I've listened to rat-a-tat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't even, I didn't even realize that the song had rat-a-tat or MGMT involved in it to like, today yeah i know because like when i was throwing these songs on my ipod back in the day i would always remove the feature artists yeah so they would all just fall under the fucking same album same mm-hmm. artist and yeah so i've been looking at kid cuddy songs on spotify and it's always like featuring so-and-so and i'm like what really <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i was also surprised that ratatat and mgmt were on this well it's hard to know when the feature is like a producer or like just playing an instrument or something because you don't hear their voice yeah well, even if they have a distinctive <laughs> style or something it's you wouldn't expect it like it's literally just mgmt is on the chorus singing for this one do they play oh man we'll get to this later never mind yeah um and that's like all oh, that's their big contribution and <laughs> until it was pointed out in the credit of the song i would have never guessed that i didn't even really realize there were yeah, backup i still didn't even the really chorus. notice them that much especially not at as them yeah when i listened to it i was like yeah like that is mgmt i guess like (laughs) yeah well because i always thought the chorus was sung by like females Mm. because it's very like softly yeah soft and they do go high they're not singing low at all yeah but also mgmt are crazy singers so yeah um yeah this isn't really a rap track it's mostly kid cuddy singing Mm mm-hmm some of it's like a little like more rhythmic mm-hmm. but still not like i wouldn't call it like straight rapping yeah it's more like a sing song kind of rapping yeah. you know like chance the rapper does that kind of thing too yeah she likes when i rap raps but better when i sing songs chance the rapper it's been said it's been said 2012 sounds about right i'll believe it might have been 2013 yeah should we talk Probably about the important. lyrics on this one uh no Okay. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about the home. music video. <laughs> so it starts out with him doing his classic Kid Cudi humming. Mm. Yeah, and he says he says like Ratatat. Yeah, and I didn't notice the feature at first. I was like, he's talking about fucking Pokemon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I thought on? he said there because I didn't hear Ratatat when I used to listen to this song. He's just like mm, Ratatat. I choose you. Well, something about like Outback or something maybe. Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> get the blooming onion. And then we get into the first verse, which. Like, we're going to go through a lot of these where I, like, have misheard lyrics over the years. So, it's crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit. I thought it was crush a bit, little dip, like, like some chew tobacco. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then roll it up. I thought he was just doing multiple drugs, right? Because that's, that's kind of that, the point of this song. Is, was, the, is the crushing? That's just crushing weed up. That's a weed yeah. thing? Yeah. Cool. That's the, that whole first, first line is just make a joint, smoke that joint. It's a little bit. Roll it up. Okay. Talking about weed. And that's why he's feeling lit in Sorry. the next one. Cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> so feeling lit, it's apparently feeling right. I've always heard feeling light, which I thought, like, you know, I can related see, to the floaty feeling of yeah, smoking Yeah, I can weed. see them both kind of meaning the same thing. Yeah. 2 a.m. Summer night. I don't care. Hand on the wheel. Driving drunk, I'm doing my thing. So Sorry, sorry. I think he's doing his thing. <laughs> all right maybe we're not looking at the same lyrics <laughs> i'm like i was just looking at the genius one so what do you want metro lyrics no i just searched up lyrics and then uh let's see um i'm not sure it's the one that just google just like put oh yeah the one that google it, places yeah. up there yeah. which might i don't know if that's 
done like with an algorithm or if it's from google music yeah google play music which maybe doesn't exist anymore so we should talk yeah. about the line driving drunk though because because that's a bad thing and we don't condone it we don't condone <laughs> it and neither does kid cuddy he says uh here when i'm singing about driving drunk on pursuit of happiness you may remember that it was a nightmare so here he's talking about on the album certain tracks would have like brackets after them and there would be like dream or right. nightmare and this is one that has that attached to it because it is sort of a concept album and so he says, you may remember it was a nightmare. Uh, 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 I lost my quote. It was meant to be scary. The craziness, the fact that this person chooses to look for happiness in substances. And that's scary. That's a terrible combination. That's a terrible way to go about things. That's definitely a feeling you can get. For, I mean, I'm feeling I got from the lyrics. Yeah. Was that like, even though he well, uh, talks about like having a good time and, and enjoying himself. And yeah, that's what we see in the music drunk, videos I'm as doing well, my thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and talks about it pretty straight that he's his time maybe isn't as great, but he does talk about cold sweats as well and nightmares and stuff. So. Yeah, well, I think one of the key lines and like the even the name of the song is the pursuit of happiness. Right, right. So he's doing this to chase happiness. It's not called I got happiness. <laughs> yeah, well, so so what I picked up from from the driving drunk line is is kind of like the antithesis of the song where it's like the entire song is pursuit of happiness through substance abuse and like self-harm yeah um so that like driving drunk is you're pursuing like you're pursuing something um but you're doing it in a self-destructive way yeah um yeah that's not an effective way to pursue anything drunk (laughs) (laughs) in terms of physical movement like driving a car you're not gonna do as well even just running like (laughs) and trip up you crash yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're 100 percent right so uh rolling in the mid rolling in the midwest side and out living my life getting out dreams i don't know what getting out dreams means getting i mine say getting our dreams mm. mine says that mine says getting out dreams and apparently uh kanye west's record label good music stands for getting out our dreams oh okay uh, like so getting it's, out it's, it's like so it's like the dreams are inside of you and you need to get them out yeah, of you, you to, to make them, them real. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, that's cool. And so, yeah, people tell me slow my roll. I'm screaming out. Fuck that again. He's presumably in a car doing this and he's screaming out. Fuck that. And boy, do a lot of these versions love that line. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a real good one to punch, right? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, they make an impact. That's yeah. for sure. If you want to be an edgy EDM artist. Yeah. Fuck that. It's very fun watching the music videos for this and seeing that in like 2010, you still had to censor fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still? I haven't seen a modern music video Um, in a while. It feels dated. Like, I feel like these days, especially since music videos mostly just play on YouTube. I guess so. There is not really that censorship level that you'd have on like cable television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we go on to, I'm going to do just what I want, looking ahead, no turning back. If I fall, if I die, no, I lived it to the fullest. If I fall, if I die, no, I lived and missed some bullets. Missed some bullets. So he lives dangerously. And again, when this is in the drunk driving verse, I don't know if we're supposed to condone that. Or if this is, again, part of the nightmare where he's getting fucked up and doing crazy shit. And he's like, well, if I die, you know, I live my life to the fullest. But he's already unreliable. Yeah. So we don't can't really believe him necessarily. The other thing is, is it, when you say miss some bullets, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's, or maybe it's just for like rhythm or something, but is like missing bullets different from dodging bullets? No, it's, I believe the same it's thing. The same thing. So it's not like, you know, I just happened to not get hit by these bullets for whatever <laughs> reason <laughs> versus like, I'm actually getting out of the way. 
of my of my own accord Um, i I don't know if that's important or not yeah i don't know if because i would say he doesn't consciously avoid bullets he's not dodging them right because he's putting himself in dangerous situations and he's just and he just making it through doesn't die (laughs) possibly just out of sheer luck yeah it's like dodging bullets is like uh didn't hook up with that crazy chick dodge that bullet missing bullets is i just didn't leave the house that day but it sounds like he's putting himself in dangerous situations and still not getting shot metaphorically Mm-hmm. so yeah agreed and literally i don't think he's been shot as far as i know not yet at least usually you like for you cutty you tell people <laughs> i don't know you know what do i Sorry, what like, were you saying? You, you gotta tell people when you got shot. Because I'm like, hey, did you know that I got shot? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> if you're 50 Cent, it's you know? all you talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, I got shot one time. <laughs> Roll onto McDonald's and you're like, what can I get for you? Like, you know, I got shot nine times. Milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> um, no small fries. 50 Cent. <laughs> they're like, sorry, milkshake machine's broken. <laughs> <laughs> you were about to get shot nine times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we move on to the hook. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything that shine ain't always going to be gold. Hey. Now, this was bold <laughs> in uh, 2009, taking a stance against Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. our, our that, meme that really that, that was really the peak of their influence. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was just, we're post-Shrek, and, you know, Smash Mouth is strong, and they told us, everything that glitters is gold. All that glitters is gold. But is shining different from glittering? No. Okay, I can accept that. <laughs> Because I had nowhere to take that. <laughs> Apparently, it's also based on a Shakespeare line that says all that glitters is not gold. Shows up in a Shakespeare play. I don't remember which you one. I don't believe you. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a cliche now. I don't yeah. know. Did it come from the Shakespeare play? I, I, think I assume. Shakespeare like took it from an older source. Just that, like, that also, our dude, that's just as believable. A, yeah, exactly. It's actually from an old Norwegian myth that has... Like, yeah, it's from Bitter. Beowulf. Yeah, right. It's from, like, the first Chinese, like, fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All that glitters is not gold. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe it. There it. How do they fit these bones into this cookie? <laughs> Chinese bone script reference. <laughs> so, yeah, the idea here is that just because something looks nice doesn't mean it is actually good. Yeah, and, like, like the, the rampant drug and alcohol abuse in the song. Is they look nice and they make you feel nice. Yeah. But they're not happiness. Exactly. It's not the gold. And he says, I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. Again, this idea. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> this idea that happiness is not there yet. It's the, it's the pursuit but of But he's happiness. trying to convince himself that. that it, yeah. It, once I get this it'll thing. It'll be there. Yeah. Soon. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. I'll be it's great. within reach or whatever. Which I think is the big trap, particularly in capitalism, right? Once you get the house, the car, and the job, you're going to be happy. That's kind of the, you know, let's get the white picket fence and the wife and kids and the dog, you're going to be happy. Ugh. Then you get those things, you're like, that. Nah, I'm not happy. At least, I, so I've been told, I don't have any of those. I have a car. Yeah, maybe a dog, though. Dog would be cool. Dogs make people. <laughs> dogs, are, dogs are awesome. I think that part is proven true. <laughs> I had a dream the other night that I had a dog. Tell me you know about dreams. You have a dog, dreams. Alex. <laughs> that I had a dog and a cat, and it was nice. Nice. You yeah. have both of those. I don't have a cat. Your sister had a cat. That's true. I've had dogs and cats at various times in my life, but there's no animals living with me right now. Did you ever have a DVD copy of Counts and Dogs? <laughs> no, I didn't. I think I might have had Homeward Bound, but I definitely, if I didn't own it, I rented it a lot. Oh, yeah. What about a VHS recording of Cat Dog? 
<laughs> just, like, just like an episode. <laughs> yeah. It's just an episode. I had, um, oh, another thing we used to rent a lot was uh, the Scooby-Doo movie with the, with the aliens in it. And before that, it had uh, an episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. It might have been after, where like, it was like a... It's the one with King Ramsey? It's the one with King Ramsey. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Every time someone's like, King Ramsey's! So, yeah, that was, that. that's my dream. But what do you know about dreams, dreams? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes us into verse two. Tell me what you know about dreaming, dreaming. You don't really know about nothing, nothing. So I think what this refers to is actual ambition, like a real pursuit of a goal. Because mm. it's talking about all this drug use. Because then he says, tell me what you know about the night terrors every night. 5 a.m. cold sweats waking up to the sky, which I think that the 5 a.m. cold sweats waking up to the sky is he passed out like outdoors. Okay, so it's just like, it's not sky, like right? in your home, basically. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to say that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good line. It's a very good line. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I black out at a park, uh, that's the line I'm going to use. Like, oh, man, waking <laughs> up to the sky. Too much. <laughs> but I mean, like, cold sweats could also be, like, indicative of substance abuse. Yeah. Where it's like, you There's wake up with a flop. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that and also... Also a bit of a cliche, waking up in cold sweats from a nightmare. Yeah. Which we maybe... Did you say that already? We've established that this is a nightmare yeah. song in the album's so, context. So it works for both. <laughs> yeah. And in the song has so many levels. levels. And Kid Cudi like, has had... I mean, he still has anxiety. He's treating himself more these days. But he right. had anxiety, obviously, at the time. Cold sweats is another... You know, it's a, a symptom of anxiety sometimes. You get the cold sweats. And yeah, where this really ties together is he says, You don't really care about the trials of tomorrow rather lay awake in the bed full of sorrow. So you're not actually going out and pursuing goals. So is this him like addressing himself? I think himself and his lifestyle and He's also like, hey, the man. people who take on that lifestyle of, again, substance abuse, right. partying all the time. And so this is now turning around and before it was more first person and this is like, hey, here's some things like, you don't know anything, man. Yeah, this sort of relates to uh, shit the music video that we see at the end. There's actually two Kid Cuddies, right? There's the one dressed up casually, and there's the one in the suit. Was that also Kid Cudi? Yeah. Cool. So I didn't notice it was the same guy. We kind of get the idea of the two... Uh, he's of two minds. Here's the, there's the baser right. version of Kid Cudi who's partying and drinking, who's actually, I think, represented by the one in the suit. And then there's him, the actual him, who's like, well, this is not actually kind of helping. In that state and becoming like dissociated, sort of. Yeah. Or now he's like seeing himself. He's seeing his actions and, see, and feeling like that's not him. Exactly. He's like, you're no, you don't care about the trials of tomorrow. You just want to fucking lay in bed and be stressed out and not actually achieve anything. And I'd say this isn't such a foreign concept generally in popular culture. Mm-hmm. The idea of chasing happiness through partying and, and, and drugs erroneously. Yeah. It's the theme of a party rock anthem. <laughs> yeah that song is actually about suicide and depression <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's actually <laughs> i believed you yeah, like, yeah party bullshit. rock is in the house tonight but what if there's actually an awkward inflection up. on everybody gonna have a good time to the sky. <laughs> that's a question rather than a fact everybody gonna have a good time <laughs> um yeah that's really it the rest is just the uh chorus isn't it 
until yeah, the end of courses where um the kind of music starts to fade out we yeah, get just the piano it's kind of neat yeah and then the synthesizer gets really like yeah hang like on let me try to do that better <laughs> like it gets really fast like a vibrato almost effect and it yeah. sounds like it's almost like falling apart and like disintegrating it made me think of like an engine running too too fast and like starting to, right, like, really starting shake. to actually fall apart and uh and then he's saying his lines, and he's like, "Oh, why do I smoke so much?" The line is, "Oh man, oh uh, room so spinning, <laughs> room spinning." Pat, Zuli, oh fuck, oh my god, why did I drink so much and smoke so much? Oh, oh fuck, oh. And those ones are actually not censored. Those yeah. uses of fuck, which is interesting. And here's why: I once heard that like there were certain words you could say, sing, but not say. So like. The story is, and I maybe have mentioned this on this podcast before, supposedly, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if it was the Rolling Stones song, but like song was called Bitch, oh. and they couldn't say the name of the song on the radio when they were going to play it, <laughs> right. but they could play it even though Bitch was in the song okay, because it was sung. It was sung. So this is like the opposite of yeah. that. Yeah. Is that why they can say you're a bitch girl and Hall and Oates a rich girl? Or it's a bitch girl. I think it's, it's I, a bitch yeah, girl. Yeah, I, I assume so. <laughs> it's a bitch girl. Bitch girl. I don't even know if they echo on that one. I don't think they do. They don't want to be too risky. Yeah. Yeah, you got one bitch, or else <laughs> you're going to be rated 18A. <laughs> you get one bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Just used it. <laughs> fuck. Just used my fuck. <laughs> so, uh, to kind of summarize the, the whole. I think this is basically <clears throat> a summary of it. This is by some music reviewer who I probably should have wrote the name down of. But they said, it's a self-aware 2009 party anthem or chronicle of a person's thinking as they veer into a drunk and drugged out downward spiral, depending on how you spin it. It's a pretty lonely song to begin with. That sums it up. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Or he's like, y'all don't want to hear me. Just want to dance. Although this song, is, it, it, it definitely is, it sounds a bit darker. Yeah. And is a little bit slower than even some of the other songs on the album that are maybe a little bit better to dance to. Not that it's not good to dance to necessarily, yeah. just that it has a, sl- uh, a darker sound. And uh, I think a lot of that is the like the synthesizer, and it's like playing, I believe, a minor chord uh, at the start, and it gets really like, like it gets, it starts and and like the filter moves up, and just yeah. get all these like really high frequencies in there. So that's a big, yeah. And the, part of the, the sound. percussion on this one is also put through a similar kind of filter mm-hmm. it's almost got like a um, it might be i might just be associating it with the music video but like a slowed down time loop kind of thing where it's like yeah <laughs> you lose a lot of the high frequencies i think yeah there's a lot of like low pass filter work mm-hmm. i think in this in this the production of this song yeah and i think it does give the sense of being on substances to an extent yeah because definitely like when i first got my synthesizer i don't know if you remember Mm -hmm. we like put some electronic drums through it and we were just like seeing what we could do and the answer was at the time not a lot but it we could basically make it sound like the drums were underwater (laughs) yeah if you remember (laughs) by submerging them in water (laughs) (laughs) by submerging them underwater they stopped playing because they're electronic Uh, (laughs) they sounded just like electronic drums underwater (laughs) which is just hitting pads but anyway so it's kind of that that sound of like Mm. of like being kind of again it's that dissociation and and i think the the filtering out really makes it feel that kind of separate it's almost like being congested when you feel kind of out of sorts and like you're separate from everyone yeah there's definitely that feeling and uh beyond that there's this very 
very pop style piano and just doing a the sort of chord progression. Yeah, that that kind of comes in and out. I think it's I don't remember exactly where, but it's like on the chorus and stuff. Plays at the end. Yeah, and it, it plays us out to the end. It's the one part that like stays steady throughout. Yeah. Even when he's doing his like monologue thing at the end. Yeah. And uh, what else is there in this? There's a guitar solo. There is a guitar solo, and the guitar is kind of neat. It the guitar is playing a little earlier, and it's kind of mm. like sliding around. So, like, yeah, it's, it, and then the guitar solo is is I think the same guitar sound. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> perfect. <laughs> I was actually gonna be playing guitar. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a electric guitar in the room. <laughs> Let's move into the music video. Z. But yeah, we'll talk about the first one and then the second one. Cool. So the first one is uh, directed by Brody Baker and produced by actor Josh Hartnett. Do you know who Josh Hartnett is? An actor. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't name you a single thing he's in. So the goal for the music video, according to Kid Cudi, was to make himself happy. It just makes <laughs> me feel good because I'm seeing all my friends and people that matter in my life. We were all celebrating and it's like a New Year's Eve type thing. Everybody's just getting wasted. So, like, Drake is what matters to Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah. apparently he's good friends with Drake. So, we got, yeah, a bunch of people feature in this music video. We got Drake. We've got, uh, I believe, the rapper Consequence. And, oh, who's the other Wait. guy? Johnny Polygon. Do you mean the rapper Consequence? Is that what his name is? <laughs> no, I'm just... Okay. <laughs> I would have believed you. We trust each other and too Ben much. Goldwasser of MGMT is also in this video. Oh, is he? Oh, yes. I didn't, I didn't notice. I couldn't pick out anybody except Drake. I yeah. did notice Drake. So, like, honestly, Kid Cudi's description of this music video is pretty apt. It's basically a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Everybody but him is moving in slow motion. Which is kind of neat, where he, like, does his little, he does his hand motions. Some hand motions. He's looking ahead, no turning back. Yeah. And uh, he's just kind of sitting on a stool and everyone else is moving around. Oh, and it makes sense in context of the song, where everyone's like, slow the fuck down. Yeah. But he's moving faster than everyone else. He's he's, he's shouting out, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, he actually doesn't shout out fuck that in <laughs> right, music video. You can't swear in 2010. You can't swear in 2010. Or 2009, I guess. So, the word fuck is censored. Yeah, as it will be censored in this podcast. Absolutely. Every time. We're to replace the, the word fuck with a recording of Steven saying cunt. Cunt. <laughs> cunt. Cunt. So, there are pretty much big highlights in this. Drake's in there, and he dances around with Kid Cudi, and they both shoot champagne over some ladies. And everybody loves it. Yeah, everybody's yeah. having a good time. And then Kid Cudi goes to the bathroom at the end, and he's all fucked up. And then he looks, and then on the ground is him in a suit, also fucked up. And he, I guess I should specify, he, for the whole video, is wearing, like, a, a toque and glasses and, like, a shiny leather jacket. But it's, like, a very formal New Year's Eve party. Everybody's wearing dresses and suits. So, and you were talking about this before we got back on the record, but how Man on the Moon, the album, is sort of about how Kid Cudi has two sides to him. Yeah, I think the uh, the suit side of him is the is like the ostracized, lonely Man on the Moon side, mm. where normal, fun Kid Cudi is is the one hanging out with his friends and and partying and stuff. Okay. Was that your take, huh? I had the opposite take. I thought Suit Kid Cudi, because that's the one who's blending in with the outside world, right? He's yeah. Got, he's the one at the party who's doing all the shitty things, getting fucked up. And then it's Inner Kid Cudi, represented by Tukin Glasses, who's like, oh my god. Why do I smoke so I much? I drink so much. I am in pain. Yeah. Well, that I mean, was like, also my take on it. I just want to interject for a moment and then allow you to continue. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so you could, I mean, you could take from the the video though, because um, at the end he just leans up against the wall and like rubs his eyes, mm-hmm. um, where it doesn't really look like he's like super fucked up, like Suit Kid Cuddy is. So it could be him just kind of introspectively looking at himself and just being like, "Oh God, what is wrong with him?" Yeah. Me, um, instead of him actually just leaning against the wall and be like, "Oh man, I'm so drunk, dude." Right. So he's shitting on his true self, the suit self. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Plus, Interesting. you know, suit self. You, you suit up. That's your. That's your best you, right? Right. In in some circles, yeah. I can see those both because I I do like the um. The idea of like he was wearing the suit the whole time, but you're seeing his true self from your perspective. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, it reveals, "Whoa, that's not what everyone else was seeing." Twist, because you're hearing him sing. Yeah, which is being real, yo. That is very real, <laughs> yo. If you think that the suit version of Kid Cudi in the music video is the the best version of Cudi or his true self, hashtag suit up. If you think it's not the best version of himself, hashtag suit down. Because hashtag suit up hasn't been used ever on Twitter. Yeah, it'll be very easy to go through these results. Well, yeah. it's, you got, sometimes you gotta fuck with the hashtag game. Yeah, it's not, not like there was a very famous uh, ND... We're uh, taking it back, NPH! <laughs> Get fucked! Um, yeah, that being said, let's talk about the next music video, which is directed by Megaforce. Megaforce! And we will now pause to look at this Alright, the Megaforce version. This one is much more psychedelic, I would say. Doesn't have a twist ending like the other one does, but... Okay, this Space Face not a twist ending? <laughs> no, I don't think a random party go with the Space Face counts as a twist ending. I didn't expect it. Yeah, right? Yeah, but it wasn't the ending. You weren't expecting to see an entire nebulous being. Are you gonna fucking snack on the podcast? I've decided not to. <laughs> I almost did, though. <laughs> So Ratatat features in this. This basically it's about Kid Cudi's struggle to get off a couch. Yeah, and he's having a hell of a time. Yeah, but not a fuck of a time because you still can't say fuck. That's Cunt. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it opens with like, I think it's a, one of the members of Ratatat playing in, like an organ, thing, yeah, playing the sounds, and uh, then yeah, and then it goes to Kid Cudi falling on the couch and he keeps trying to get out of. His, his the room or whatever yeah in like different ways but he just finds himself back on the couch yeah I think my and then he spills his he milk grabs the door and then the door just comes back yeah into the couch and then he tries to drink milk but then suddenly he's sideways on the couch and he yeah. spills his milk spills his milk how's he gonna have strong bones if he doesn't drink his milk <laughs> and then eventually for some reason the house like collapses and where the wild things are come in. Yeah, and there's like a river and like a boat and there's some women on a boat. Yeah, and they're in like 80s future. And then there's different women on the couch. Mm-hmm. And they're all wearing wacky costumes. At uh, at one point, Kid Cudi's like, he's like hanging out of a window and it looks like he's gonna throw himself off and die into traffic. Turns out the traffic's just on a projector. Yeah, yeah. it's all fake. And that's synced up with the line, tell me what you know about the night terrors. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, well, so what I what I kind of pulled from this version, other than the other one, is that like this one isn't like leaning heavily into like drug and substance abuse. It I th- I think it's leaning more into like like depression. Yeah, because you have uh, mm. images of like not being able to get off the couch or get out of the house, which also could just be like because it's a nightmare and you can't escape yeah. it. You're just constantly trapped and 
falling asleep and waking up right, to the nightmare. False awakenings, yeah. yeah. I think both work. I like it. And yeah, and, and being in this repeated cycle. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the pursuit of happiness where you're doing the same shit, kind of. But at the end, he still is on that fucking couch. He tries to get out the window. He's back on the couch. Like, he's still. He tries to escape back. through the couch, and all he finds is a guitar solo. Yeah. And a guy with a loading bar on his face. <laughs> yeah. And Two even- guys with loading bars on their faces. <sighs> Presumably Ratatat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then even when he gets out of the house, everything's very foggy and hazy and, uh, mis- like mysterious and it's, you don't really escape. You just are in a, in a different, different place. Yeah. yeah it's even in that outside place, there's still like parts of his house in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely that idea. Like to me, the big feeling was that idea of not being able to escape. Yeah. Just finding your, yeah, uh, trying to. And then even once he does, and he's at this party, but the party is a masquerade party. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's like hidden from view, and these women that were with him are just party goers now. Yeah. And Space Face is there. <laughs> yeah. With, with space for a face. With space for a face. And he's just kind of wandering through this party. Yeah. And he's the only one without a mask. No, there's a few other people mm. without masks. Okay. Well, he was the yeah. only one that we cared about without a mask. Yeah. It's true. Well, so what I took from that was that like uh, everyone puts a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, everyone, everyone. Ignore that last little bit. Speaking <laughs> Just cut that. Yeah, a yeah. little, little more Billy Joel references there. <laughs> uh, everyone wears a mask. Mm, yeah, we, the... well, we, we miss out on, they cut the ending short, though. We don't get the, oh, my God, why did I drink so much and smoke so much bit on this one? Yeah, and that's where I thought, like, they weren't leaning towards, like, drugs and sus- yeah. substance abuse. Because even at the party, it's just people talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't on. like a lot. The only uh, like reference I could find for substance use is just a milk. bunch of smoke and milk. There's lots of milk. milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get fucked up on that white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say between the two, though, I think this one has a it, one. It's visually more compelling, and two, I think it plays in better to the ideas of depression and sort of an endless loop that doesn't lead to a happy result. That's just me, though. What do you guys think the better video was? Well, that's just clearly just you, because it's the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, I love that <laughs> party at the one. <laughs> just at New Year's, having a good time with my bros, <laughs> spraying <laughs> chicks with champagne. <laughs> I was just hanging out with Drake, okay? And then he looked at me, and I said, yeah. And then we sprayed some champagne. So we're in agreement. The, uh, the first one, not as great. Yeah, I liked this one way better. Like, from the from the get-go, because there's all these, like, neat camera tricks of, like, he's, like, going away, and suddenly the couch is there. So I don't know if it's a camera trick or special, that whatever. Yeah. It looked to me like it could be some practical stuff of just, like, moving things around him. And suddenly he's on the couch. It looked way cooler. Yeah. yeah. And kind of whenever he hit the couch, there was a pretty good sense of, like, impact, I, I thought. Yeah. yeah. It was, he was, like, Everything hitting was the couch. And he always so had, like, cool. he hit it in the exact same way each time. Yeah. Like, he was his resting position. Which made, I don't know, it was really well done. It was very, yeah. <laughs> really sharply shot. Definitely much more interesting than the first one. Yeah. All right. With that, I think we've actually finally covered everything about me. the original. Oh, yes. Yes. And me. <laughs> and my axe. Now, let's talk about Steve Aoki in 2009. Uh, yeah, We've kind of talked about that. this a bit. This is an obscenely popular version. As of 2018, it has over 206 million plays on Spotify. Yeah. That's a pretty big number. 
Yeah, and uh, it was featured in the comedy film Project X. It's just about like a kid having a party, isn't it? It's yeah. a really big party. A very it's, large party. I've seen bits of it. I didn't care that much about it. No, me neither. I think I've seen like the end of it. And then yeah. they say something like, we sure did throw a party. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, Who's yeah, that? 100%. Project X was a garbage film that everyone wanted to be like, ah, oh, yes, now we're going to throw a, a neighborhood ending party. We're throw a project. The next letter. Project next. What, what was the what was the last letter someone used? Let's do the one above that. Should we Pro- do double A? Project Y. Project Y. Yep. Um, that actually received an MTV nomination for best song from a movie. And Kid Cudi received that nomination, not Steve Aoki, interestingly enough. I would hope so. Steve Aoki turned that song into trash into, into steve aoki this is yeah. a staple at his concerts so people who aren't familiar with him he's basically like the embodiment of party culture okay yeah, i am cake. not really familiar with him i forgot to look him up yeah he's like he's got a documentary i think on netflix and it's just like steve aoki he loves to party you love to party with him he's full of energy listen to this so yeah, this basically strips out any sort of the like the like that quote I read called it a melancholic party anthem. And Stevie Oki said, "Let's cut the first word word out and just make it a party anthem." Yep. Yeah, yeah they like they really do. I mean, they they um like it's sped up, it's faster. It's a it's a dance version. Like they come in with a lot of the stuff that doesn't come into later in the yeah. original at the start. You start off with that with that uh, you know busier sound yeah what well, starts off with the the drums i think it's the kick drum right off the bat and uh the guitar solo actually comes in first yeah right away <laughs> right away and then it basically he does a lot of building so every time it comes to the big build where it's <laughs> every time that segment comes yeah. up he adds in a new little synth thing there's yeah there's like a big really big like yeah they do like really big builds and yeah then i guess drops um, but the first one being, I'm screaming out, fuck that, I'm screaming out, fuck that, I'm screaming out, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, and like, they just really repeat, and then, okay, the synthesizer that comes in there, though, yeah. is like, it's the one of the widest synthesizers I've ever heard, by golly. Wide load. <laughs> That's all I got. That's actually during the, uh, MTV Awards, they played the song, and the, it just goes, I'm screaming out, that. I'm just screaming out that, <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> um, yeah, he, and he skips uh, on the first verse. He skips a part in the, so he goes, uh, he, I think he skips the driving drunk. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. He I mean, goes straight to, I'm, I'm going to do just what I want. Well, I mean, we want to party and have fun. We don't want to, we don't want people to drive thing. drunk yeah. and do their thing. He, he, he takes out anything. Thing was driving drunk. That would be. I mean, I don't think it would be your thing for very long. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends. I like to go to parties just so I can drive drunk. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's his thing. He drives drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing, man. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to live forever. <laughs> the plot of the Project X sequel. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, it skips to tell me what you know about dreaming. I don't, and that's weird to have that verse in because it, it still talks about the night terrors in this one. Nothing. But then before you even have a second to be like, damn, it goes. You don't want the people on access to thinking too much about night terrors. That's right. Um, so why he does like, I'm not a fan of this version because I think it takes away from what makes the original good. 
but he does a good job of making it instrumentally interesting and adding in different parts and taking them away like throughout the piece i agree it takes off some of the like edge yeah but it definitely a lot of the changes were made to make it like this party song and it does a fairly successful job of that yeah i mean you can tell he's a professional at this yeah <clears throat> Especially, we'll talk about, I believe it's Vinny in 2017, who does not do a good job on mm-hmm. remixing. And, like, again, I'm, I'm never going to pick this version of the original, and I am sad to think that probably more people are familiar with this version yeah, than the original. Because this, we often don't know if they play songs at clubs. They play this one at clubs. They still play this one <laughs> Guaranteed. at clubs to this day. Yeah, I've been in clubs and had this been played. Yeah. It always breaks my heart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the original. But, I mean, they do some good stuff. Like you're saying, every time they come up with the big synth bit, yeah. there's like always something new. Yeah, there's like always a new, a new part going, in there. Like doing something else. Whether it's like, I think one time it's like they add like a some snare. And yeah, like there's, there's a big snare big drum build at one point. kick with like yeah. the piano comes in and stuff and like it's just building, building. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that up and down drop, build and drop sort of. Um, yeah, structure that happens several times, and that's when you put your hands up in the air. Air, yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say, what Steve Aoki did with his song is he took the actual song and just threw cake at it because that's what he does in his concerts, and that's what he did to the song. He took something. He throws cake that, at his concerts. Yeah, it's really fucking dumb. He just but, whips a big sheet cake into the crowd, just like one. Yeah. Really? Huh. I guess you got to be near the front. One. That sounds yeah. awful. I wonder how yeah, much tickets right? are. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably way I too mean, much. yeah, awful. Alex is like, he took a party song that was melancholy and like uh, actually looked at some issues of the the party anthem life. Yeah, and then just covered it in a nice sweet cake that is easily digestible and everyone loves cake. Yeah. yeah. So I have to ask, as a Steve, how do you feel about his repre- representation of Steves, and and do you think it's it's a good way? To show yourself to the like when you meet people, are they expecting that kind of Steve? I want to say this once. I'm going to say this only once. Steve Aoki, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you've 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 done a bad thing to the name Steve. I was going to ask because there's there's been like a Twitter question going around where it's like, do you think you could take on the most famous version of the person who, <laughs> who you share the first name with? <laughs> okay, arguably Stephen King, way more famous than Steve Aoki. Um, and no, I couldn't take Stephen King. No, yeah, especially if he gets coked up again. I, yeah, right. I think I think I could conquer like most of Northern Africa and make my way into like almost India. Okay, I see what you're like. I think I could do an okay job. Do you think you can take on Alexander the Great? I'd be an okay Alexander the Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you guys got tough ones. I think I have like Jake Lloyd who played Anakin in fucking. What Phantom about Menace. Uh, Jake the wrestler, Jake the Snake? Oh, Jake the Snake. He's dead, isn't he? Well, yes, I think so. But let's, maybe. Oh no! He you, you get, ass, get some, you, do you think you could take some steroids and <laughs> throw some guys around? I mean, I could definitely take steroids. <laughs> but lion, no. <laughs> Just fucking Steve Aoki. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Hey, hey what do you call all right, Steve Aoki? Steve Aoki. <laughs> hey, need to get that one on the record. <laughs> all right, I think we pretty much covered what this one's about. Yeah. Um. Oh, he says day by day. He's got a track of him saying day by day. Yeah. Is that that's not. In the original song. No, is that from another song on the album? Because there's day and night. Yeah, there's day and day night. Day by day, 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 day by day, day, day. Yeah, that's day exactly day, how day and night goes. Day, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, so I don't know which... Day and day, <laughs> like, I don't know. 
Anyway, if you guys know where that day by day tracks from, hit me up. Hashtag not day and night. <laughs> now we're gonna talk about cloud control in 2010. This was the one that was on YouTube. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything that's shining always gonna be blue. I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. Yeah. These oh are, fuck. This is some Australian <laughs> dudes. Yeah, this is an Australian. Uh, they're called two hate, dudes, oh, two ladies. Just two dudes. Two. Oh, they're two dudes, two ladies. This is the shortest version we get at two minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty quick. For comparison, um, the last one was over six minutes. It's a little like almost bluegrassy. Yeah. Did you pick that up? I don't know if that's the right Not word. Not quite as bluegrassy as uh, the later one we'll talk about. Okay. Yeah, it was, it, this one just felt very like low key acoustic. Yeah, we got very simple acoustics. There's bass on this. And I would say like in terms of the, the vocals, you could, there was kind of like, they weren't, they didn't sound like super duper professional like processed vocals it was very like real man it was raw yeah, yeah it sounded and uh, the guy was off key so often in in this version yeah i almost may turned the song off okay that <laughs> may like, be by far that may be true favorite. but that is definitely uh I, i'd say that supports my position of it not being super <laughs> yeah. professional yeah and they, they do a kind of interesting on when they say the word no somebody does like an interesting echo on that Tell me what you, and they're like, no, or something like no, that. No, I don't remember it. There's oh, a yeah. lot of O-O-O's. They got a clapping section with O-O's doing the guitar yes, solo. That's near the end. Yeah. When like, yeah, there's the O-O-O's sound and like they clap every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and he kind of does talk singing. So you're right in that he's not on key a lot because half of it he's almost just talking through. And I really yeah. thought, I, th- I was expecting, I almost thought they were going to censor fuck that. Because they wait so long to actually say it. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess draws attention to it. And that's effective, but I really thought it was just going to, like, not be there. I like the... Uh, that's one of the parts I liked about the song, was the pause. Made it actually seem like a thought. Yeah. Where they're like, slow down, and he's like... Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, there's a little bit of character in this one, but, yeah, I don't... I'm not sure all the elements turned out right on this. Nope. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did look something up, though, uh-huh. uh, for this. Uh, the The, like instruments that you twist and have like beads on them then the sh- sh- yep. sound that's called like kabasa a kabasa 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 can we go get c-a-b-a-s-a kabasa kabasa kielbasa yeah kibasa kibasa it's a sausage um great let's talk about lissy Oh, I like this one. Yeah, you know who Finally. else liked this one? Kid Cudi. Oh, nice. Sorry, what'd you say? I respect this is, that. This is a live version. Kid Cudi actually liked this version and put it on okay. his website for a bit. Yeah, this she was like, it's pretty, pretty neat uh, uh, cover version. She does a uh, shout out to Tequila. She sounds first. super out of breath at the start when she's talking yeah, about it. Yeah, because this is the end of her. Like, this is her. her she said one more for you. She's okay. already been playing for yeah. a while. I was going to um, say, I wanted to know what the previous song she played was and if yeah. she was just fucking running around the stage. <laughs> And uh, and then she does. Uh, she just takes a swig of tequila from tequila, the bottle. It's Jose Cuervo, I believe, looking at the bottle. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, but it is. This is all available in the video because there's a video of this oh, performance. Okay. Yeah, that's like, how we know it's a live performance. I was like, I don't know what what Jose Cuervo bottle you're looking at <laughs> through the audio. It, it, it sounded in like it sounded like Jose Cuervo. <laughs> uh, so she's allegedly folk rock. 
This was uh, not super folky to me. No, well, you this, don't. It was it's guitar. That percussion on the tambourine. Which oh. the tambourine is actually hooked up to a hi hat that's played by the bass player who looks like Jim Morrison. Oh, it, it is actually Jim Morrison. <laughs> Jim Morrison can't play a fucking instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag artists. Artists never die. <laughs> you might be able to handle a tambourine. They're all in Cuba. Find them. Um, and yeah, what I say, well, like with this, with this song, since it really isn't rap from Kid Cudi, it does right. lend itself to being sung, which is probably why it's sung so often. Yeah, it's also. The kind of rap song that white people can sing comfortably. And love to sing. Yes. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know if there's actually any people of color covering this on this episode. <laughs> See, and it's like... Um, oh, maybe Chance Pear or Pena. No. No? Well, he's... I mean, he's... He's from, from Brazil. Tech. No, is he... Oh, wait. I'm thinking of a different guy then. Yeah. You're thinking Kid Mac, who's from Australia and allegedly a filmmaker? Maybe. Are you thinking of Vinny Feet North Star Andre? Let's uh, worry about that later. Are you thinking about D- DJ Drobatasun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Robo tripping, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that later. Um, yeah. So she sings. She plays the guitar on this as well. Um, I found the guitars did a really great job of filling in the background. You almost don't listen to them, but I listened to the track obviously enough times that you hear it and it fills in in a really nice way that makes up for the lack of piano and synth, I think. Yeah, I love the guitar because it gave it like this nice like like grungy like on, metal feel to the song that was nicely uh yeah it has a really word? dark sound contrasted yeah by yeah. the by the singing absolutely um, yeah so i i really enjoyed the song because it did something different with it mm-hmm. where all the other songs are like yeah just acoustic versions of the song yeah like, oh yes and she's Boring got a good people. voice and she does some like big moments on the vocals yeah. Yes, and she. Yeah, she absolutely does. Sorry if I could just I mentioned the dark sound you were talking about. It yeah. kind of almost sounded heavy metal like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wonder. I know uh, in like some heavy metal they'll like tune the guitar down like just a bit. It's yeah. like a quarter step or something like that, or maybe even less. Mm-hmm. And it like it sounds darker, but like it's similar enough. I wonder if they did something like that because it really does sound to me anyway yeah like just dark yeah they pull out some darkness with the with the main riff on the guitar but they also do uh like a backing kind of like i would call it like a like noise fill where they have almost i think it might be like he goes, he goes up something. yeah it sounds it's kind of like triplets I yeah think. and yeah. it like fills in the background and kind of makes up for the lack of synth mm-hmm. and gives it sort of that airy dreamy <clears> effect cool. so we do get the dark harshness of the guitars as well as this sort of upper airy space which takes the original aspects of the song and puts it in, in a new context. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, yeah, what I was expecting was we joke about when people just take uh, hip-hop and do, like, sung acoustic versions of them. Yeah. And I was expecting that from the song, and then it came out of nowhere. I was like, yes. Yeah. Good stuff. So I think I'm definitely going to check this person out. It definitely, yeah. Definitely had more of a, like we were saying, or more like it was more, more like Rocky than... Yeah, folk rock to me, but mm-hmm. I don't know what their other stuff is like. And yeah, exactly. so she throws in a new part here where she, she says, "Hands on the wheel, hands sure. on the wheel." wheel. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that. Fuck that, and then she rhymes it with wheel. kick drum, hi hat. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah, so that pulls from the first line of "I don't care." Hands on the wheel. She kind of just takes that and puts <clears throat> that in a separate part. This is actually sampled by Schoolboy Q for his song, Hands on the Wheel. Oh, he made a whole song after that. Yeah. That's impactful. 
And uh, yeah, they do the guitar solo. Uh, it's note for note. And then it kind of comes to a breakdown after that, where it's just vocals, bass, and tambourine. Then it picks back up. Does she do kind of a, the vocal bit at the end? No. No. Nobody she, else she does kind the of like talking. Is she kind of like mumbling something? <laughs> it's, oh man, I just drank a ton She's, of tequila. Well, she says like peace at the end. She okay. talks she does to the audience peace. at she the does. end. Anyway, anyway. She's like, thanks guys, peace. <clears throat> But yeah, no, because her last one, she goes real big on the vocals. And I like that That's on the courses true. where yeah. she goes big, that she doesn't start immediately. So you hear the, t- the dudes on backup vocals and, and then she like sets up the bass line and then she brings it right fucking up. Yeah, she it's does. very cool. This is, a, I think, a good arrangement and pretty good recording for a live track. Yeah, agreed. yeah. I'm. I've I've been surprised by live tracks lately. Maybe yeah. I'm just used to listening to like old shitty live tracks. <laughs> yeah, like, that are like bootlegs. <laughs> But, but I this recorded this on my discman. Let's um, talk about Kid Mac. I'm in the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything that shot ain't always gonna be gold. Hey, I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. I mean, let's talk player. about Kid Mac. <laughs> that player. Uh, so we have on another kid. Man. Fucking burning CDs at the concert. <laughs> I mean, straight up, that would be super cool, though. <laughs> kid Mac 2012. There's another kid here. Another child. He's allegedly um, an Australian filmmaker. Yeah, um, yeah, he's um his I looked at his Facebook. Yeah. It said that it was like talking about how his lyric writing skills were so great, but I didn't listen to any of his other music. So no. I no. can't confirm. Shit. What do you do you have a direct quote from that? No, I don't. Okay, I love reading their self made promotion <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Always a treat. Oh, it really is. So this one's just keys and acoustic. Yeah, that was boring. This is a very boring one. Mostly, it's most- and snaps for percussion. <laughs> drums are expensive, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have friends that know how to play drums. I didn't even notice the drums at first. I was like writing down all the some details, and then I was like, wait, there's got to be percussion somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that the, uh, the keys kind of sound, I mean, they sound like the original. It's so like the piano. And instead of doing like Lissy did and like punching up vocals at points, he just tacks on vocal harmonies to make like bigger moments, which is just more, I believe it's just more, um, of himself. Yeah. It's child Mac, <laughs> child Mac. And he also has fun with the fuck that line which is oh, to say know. he he like just like cuts out all the instrumentation yeah which i thought was nice oh that was a good choice we definitely get that get that punch a lot fuck that and then he loses the guitar again around the two minutes 20 seconds and then synth comes in on this piece yes this is not entirely acoustic despite being on the acoustic ep yeah uh kid mac that's actually an acoustic synth He's just a kid. He doesn't know what it means. He doesn't, he doesn't know any better <laughs> because he plays the guitar. Yeah, and then they're like a synth does like a solo, mm-hmm. and but the piano's there too. No, synth, synth. Um, no piano. No. no piano. No what? And then there's like two. I think there might even be two synthesizers. Yeah, because there's one at the end that sounds almost woodwind. Yeah, I'll take yeah, word on yeah, that. yeah. I've yeah, honestly yeah. totally forgotten about this song. <laughs> this one's forgettable. Yeah, it's not, and it's not even as acoustic as it claims to be. So, uh, minus five points for you, Kid Mac. That's Sorry, right, there's Kid been Mac. points the whole time. Yeah. Honey Bucket 2015. 
So it turns out there's several bands called Honey Bucket. Yeah. Uh, this is not the one from Portland, Oregon. It's not? This is the one from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. That explains their hillbilly ass music video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, and Cleveland. Isn't that where, where Kid Cuddy's from? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So I know I looked that up too and it was like alternative rock band. This doesn't sound quite right. Yeah, there's a but fucking like, stand up bass and yeah, <laughs> like, cover. and like a and like this one has a banjo in it. Yeah, these guys were some Mumford and this Sons was yeah band. some Mumford and Sons white as it comes. <laughs> yeah, and also Honey Bucket. I think it's just like an outhouse. I, I've written here. Oh. It's not a party anthem. It's a fucking hoot nanny. It is a hoot anthem. <laughs> And yep. they, do, they do this fucking weird ass thing where they turn, they like try to make fuller seconds, so, fuller sentences rather. So instead of it being 2 a.m. summer night, it's 2 a.m. on a summer right. night. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Well, you got to speak in complete and sentences. At least I live my life to the fullest. <laughs> they, I think that's like how, how a lot of folk music goes, though. Yeah. It leads to like, those like you, upper. Gonna, uh, whatever what? it's called. Inflections. It called? Yeah. Sorry? Inflections. Okay. Like, yeah. like like when you make a question like yeah okay. used to live yeah. my life to the fullest <laughs> <laughs> mm? I, I mean if you're singing in front of a mandolin you gotta sound you gotta you gotta use proper <laughs> like grammar you're questioning everything <laughs> and honestly i don't hate this kind of music no but this... i hate this because it's a kid cutty cover yeah but i mean there's there's a mandolin solo there's a woodblock I want to be very clear about that. And was the mandolin solo good? That's a very good question. Or was it just different? Because they're about I, the I, only I don't ones even who know actually if it was, do a different solo. I don't even know if it was different. It was different. Okay. Because it doesn't go... It goes like... Um, and they do a Mumford and Son style hey at one point. Yeah. They do. <laughs> they do a big hey. Well, and so and like, they shout it. The song I thought was going to start... I thought it was just going to be a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you get a bunch of people and they sing. Uh, oh, like an acapella group? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the intro acapella? Um, not, yes. Oh, yeah, that's this one. Yes. They're like completely acapella for the like first bit. Yeah. And then they come in with like everyone and, and like, like the banjo. instruments and everything. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this one's too fucking chipper for there's me. A, I, yeah, there's even like closer to the end. They're like kind of trying to do like. I don't know what you even call it, like like putting personality or something into the lines. Oh yeah, I like know when exactly. When he says the way, about. like the lines, like this is like it ain't always gotta be go. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the thing they say it ain't always gotta be gold instead of everything that shine. And that's different, right? That's different from the original. Ain't always gotta be gold. Because <laughs> he says everything that shine ain't always gonna be gold, or they say it doesn't always gotta be, which is different. Yeah, it is a little different. They're saying everything that shines doesn't have to be gold. So they're saying there are more nice things than gold, but they still like gold. Yeah, and it just always sucks when people take songs that are have like a meaning behind it. Yeah, and like have a tone behind it, and then just turn it into generic folk music. And yeah, you're like, sweet. It's yeah. This one made me mad. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. And so the music video, I'll explain it to you guys because it's not worth watching. <laughs> They're having a fucking good looking breakfast at the start. Oh, I want this. breakfast. And then they just all turn to the camera and start singing at you. And you're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that, fuck that. And then they're just like on a farm. And they're chopping logs and shit. And it's the middle of the goddamn day. And they're like, 2 a.m. on a summer night. I'm like, it's not 2 a.m. on a summer night. 
It's the middle of the goddamn day in Cleveland. Fucking <laughs> like assholes. The sun never sets on Cleveland. And they censor fuck with a chicken noise. I'm screaming out. <laughs> I like this video already. They all go to the bathroom together. Or rather, we all see them leave the bathroom together. Whoa. And then they're at this like really white ass bar where at one point everybody's passing around a plate of charcuterie. Okay, I've got a question though. When yes. they're all in the bathroom, do they see the suit versions of themselves just like blackout drunk? No, because this video isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> do they go to an outhouse instead? No, it's in a bar. It's in an establishment. <laughs> do they go to a honey bucket? Mm. Is that really a honey bucket? It might be any toilet, but like I looked up honey bucket <laughs> and it was just a bunch of like honey bucket plumbing. Like, okay, no. weird. I mean, there's got to be something. Honey, then. you have a problem. I mean, it would make sense if it's a toilet then if like uh, plumbing companies are like honey, bu- honey bucket. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it is slang it. for like a toilet or a, or an outhouse or something like that. Yeah. Or both. Maybe. Is that one? Cause you take a poop and you pee on that poop. It gets to like, looks you like make we call that honey. We call that honey. <laughs> <laughs> we call that honey, darling. Gross. <laughs> um, they're passing around charcuterie and they're just getting like drunk in the daytime. And then suddenly it's, night. I missed a charcuterie video. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, man. Eventually it's nighttime. They're on a roof. And then, uh, there's like one, is it 2 a.m. on a summer night? No. Oh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I hated it. And I hated this version. Let's talk about Vinny feet, North star Andre. I'm on the Let's talk about Vinny feed North Star Andre. Um, so Vinny's Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, and I'll North tell you Star- this. Andre is, um, I couldn't find much on him, but I know he's a music producer, recording artist, a songwriter, film composer, a gamer, a sports lover, a moonchild, and a man dime. Moon I you say a moonshiner. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better than a moonchild. And as far as I can tell, this is the only thing North Star Andre has on Spotify. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that Vinny is not afraid to explore different sonorities, and so far, he has made a solid path in this new scenario where national music production has gained strength and takes over the tracks from north to south. Did you Google Translate that? Yes, I did. Okay. (laughs) Now, I'll tell you that sonority is to having qualities of of sonorous, and sonorous is imposingly deep or full. Okay. And he's not ex- ex- afraid to explore different sonorities. And I mean, did you see his sunglasses? <laughs> no, I didn't. Look at those sunglasses. Those Holy sunglasses. shit. They're he's not like, afraid. I don't even know how to describe them. They're, so, a, li- they're a little bit um, steampunk. Okay. No. 80s vaporwave. Hell yeah. How? I don't know. I didn't actually see them that well. I'm just basing it off the, the neon banner he had behind him. Yeah. 80s it's vaporwave, vaporwave, brother. So this is inspired by the Steve Aoki version. Um, he skips the same lines in the first verse. So about drunk driving. See, I didn't notice the, the lyrical changes. So I didn't pick up on that. I picked up on that. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. And then this one. So he almost has the exact same synth that Steve Aoki does. Yeah. But it's like quieter and he cuts it off. And it really does... Yeah, it does the like it does more of like a sliding thing, I think. Yeah, and it's then, got the like glissando effect on it, which is, I mean, just a button on the synthesizer. But okay, like, yeah, and and, and it kind of sounds like the sliding guitar too, because it slides. Yeah, and it, but he like he does this thing where he cuts it off early and then puts in this weird percussion bit. Yeah, it, it sounded like disjointed and yeah, it, very stilted. Sounded like he didn't quite understand how to have elements walk into each other yeah he just, it sounds like someone making edm music in their basement 
It's well, a he does have the the one uh effect and I, I wouldn't even know how to like kind of replicate it, but like the same kind of one that Steve Aoki had. Right. Where it's like Yeah. Yeah. Well there's a I don't know if this is what you're talking about. There's like a really, really low synthesizer in this one. Yeah. That's it. And it's just like really like growly and it's almost it's almost too low. Yeah. But like it's got a neat sound to it. And I feel like if this was like a club situation and the bass is cranked up, that would get a lot of like a lot of people would really dig that because that's the kind of bass that like you feel. Yeah. The panties would fall right off. There would be cake on the floor. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think this song would benefit from focusing more on that low end. Yeah. And because he tries this weird percussion thing, I think that's a good angle to take, but I don't think he went far enough with it. Yeah. So I feel like he needs to have more like odd moments that shift it from being this like high octane party anthem that Steve Aoki gives us yeah. to the sort of low down under one that you, you kind of feel, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Did he also repeat fuck that? Yeah, yeah, of course it yeah. sucks. <laughs> and here's the worst part is that we have North Star Andre singing instead of Kid Cudi. And he is not oh, a good yeah. singer. And his voice gets swallowed up by, in the mix, like constantly. I guess yeah, when I you're the produ- if you're doing the production and you don't care about the lyrics, you can turn them down. Yeah. But Cudi has, like, he does a good job of singing this song. And he's got good punch on certain lines. And it's absurd to replace that with just some dude and then also swallow that dude up it's like why take a good thing replace it with a not good thing and then drown the not good thing anyway. yeah. yeah it's like you're not committing you got to commit to your mistakes yeah yeah man yeah this one wasn't super great no also who is north star andre He's, he had uh, some other stuff i think i don't remember you said he was a film pro- composer. He's so many things, yeah, I know. A gamer, a moon child. He's almost too many things. Too many things, if you ask me. Uh, 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 one more thing. Oh, he does like a false like uh, drop on this where you get the drum build. It's like... And then nothing happens. And then it doesn't like drop. And I was like, that's clever. But again, it wasn't enough to save this from being not a great version. Oh, yeah. See, I said they do a drop and there's like a ton of anticipation at the top. You're saying it didn't drop afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Or like it delays it. No, the anticipation's still going. I know it was like, like, uh, and then like some more drums happen, and it's like it like drags that out, and then yeah, okay, that's exactly what happened. So yeah, (laughs) let's talk about Chance Pena. Yeah, so this guy is a deep thinker, a dreamer, and a doer. A and doer. 19 as well. A thinker. 19 years old. No allowance. So this is Chance Penny. He's from Texas. From Texas? From Texas. You're from Texas. Um, thank you. He was on The Voice. No. You said he was on The Voice? He was a voice contestant. Okay. I watched his audition. That's why he's uh, absolutely forgettable. Um, Adam <laughs> Levine really liked him. Of course he did. Um, this is Adam Levine's son. And then, and, and, and what's his name? The country dude? You know, the country dude Keith from Urban? The Voice? No, he was not on The Voice. He was on American Idol. doesn't matter. John Wayne. Uh, I always say this because I always forget his name. And I'm like, you know, the guy who used to be married to Miranda Lambert. Anyway, he does that one. He does a, he does a duet with Shakira and it sucks. I swear no, I've said this exact same thing on this show before. 
Anyway, he was Any like, duet with Shakira, ah, you look so like, he's like, he's like, it looks like it could have been on a, on a cover of one of them underwear magazines. And I was like, this guy's 15, man. Whoa. see. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the point being, he was like, I could feel the emotion in the performance. And I think I know where that comes from. Cause this one, he's like, <laughs> like you know when you sing really loud yeah. it's got like, and, like you get to that vocal fry and then it like almost. gets to, yeah it's probably that it like gets to that almost growl sound where you just like you can tell i'm sad because i sing like this <laughs> i was trying to follow you but i realized you weren't singing the lyrics and- <laughs> i do that to you often <laughs> Yeah, no, this absolutely sounded like something you would be on the voice and then be like, ah, yes, I'm going to play a cover of Kid Cudi and it's mm-hmm. going to sound like every other contestant on the voice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I swear to God, this exact guitar track we have heard on a cover for a different song. This, this is so <laughs> echoey. It was like me after I bought an echo pedal. Day one, I was like, yeah, Although I will say this, echo pedals are great. Great. Fucking Great. Great. Um, He does a little fucking. I did a little vocal whatevering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like chewing up the fucking. He was like. <laughs> I don't even remember what line he did it on, but I was like, ugh. Yep. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, it's the voice. It's like yeah. the point of this, you're like trying to show, hey, this is my vocal ability. So you yeah. kind of have to Ham it fit up. that in, even if it's not appropriate which is insane because this is very much a one note cover there's no ups or downs in this yeah yeah it is it's very it's very even compared Mm -hmm. to the other ones and i like like other people have done and tried things with it even if it was something as boring as harmonizing with yourself like at least that's trying to change the song up a little yeah yeah this one's just like is it like later on there's like some falsetto singing is there like in the background oh yeah, there's like a synth or something in this one that comes out like very slowly. Oh, is that what I was hearing? Maybe. Hmm. Because it, it's like almost like it gets to like the two minute 30 mark and this is like a three minute song. And then I'm like, oh, I can hear it now. That was actually just his voice. <laughs> the voice. Da, da, da. The voice. All right, let's talk about DJ Drobitussin. Oh my god, this one was fucking weird. <laughs> chopped, chopped and screwed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so for people who don't know what chopping and screwing is, it's basically just a technique applied to songs that slows the tempo down to between 60 and 70 quarter note beats per minute. And uh, you apply techniques such as skipping beats, record scratching, stop time, and affecting portions of the music to make a chopped up version of the original. It's also called screwed and chopped or slowed and throwed. I just want it to be known that I did not know that before you just said that now yeah neither did i really I just knew yeah. that that was the title of his album okay so yeah it's actually a like a technique it's allegedly um popularized by a dj called dj screw it's a good name it's yeah name especially for the guy to make chopping and screwing yeah, yeah right um i i dug it i i mean there was a lot of weird parts yeah to it, it was, was a lot like, weirder yeah where it was just like um yeah it this takes, doesn't need to be there it takes the like bad drug vibe you can kind of get from the original and yeah. just turns that up craig yeah it's it's totally at you know, i mean everything is repeating it's it's yip almost up, like yip the up, yip up, the the second music yeah, video the megaforce music video where yeah. like it's just him like hitting the couch over and over again yeah where you get that repeat but musically on there. yeah yeah 
Um, but I thought so through the entire song, I thought it was a different singer. It, and then it wasn't until the end of it that I realized it was just slowed down Kid Cudi. Yeah. Because like I the really liked the vocals. And the chipmunks. Mm-hmm. Because it was that real, like, a real <laughs> deep. Down low. Yeah. Yep. And like, oh. yeah, slow. And it just felt like some of that, like, like that just greasy hip hop music that you're like, yes, this is what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> Absolutely. It and is, then I realized, like, it's not an actual singer, so I is, can't go sorry. listen to him. It yeah, is like on. a bit long. Yeah, because yeah, it's six absolutely. minutes. Yeah, well, that's from six and a half dragging minutes. the tempo down. Yeah, which yeah. I guess it makes sense if you want to get through the whole thing. And but there's a lot of like the chopping part. Yeah, I know there's a few lines like says like I'm scream fuck fuck that like yeah. It's just like if but if but if I die, all that stuff and it is it is weird and and very dreamy. I would yeah, say. it's like and that's really Dream-like. all it has is like we've described what chopping and screwing is. Yeah, and, and that's what this that's is. all this is. It's almost more like a tech demo. It's just like yeah. displaying a technique more than it is like a a real demonstration of a song using that technique to the fullest, I would say. I, I it's hard for me to say. I haven't heard a lot of I don't know a lot about chopped stuff. and screwed. So like I wonder if I heard a bunch of other stuff, but like, yeah, this is definitely good chopping and screwing versus something else. I don't know. Maybe so if our bad. audience knows any chopped and screwed songs, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag slow pitch. And <laughs> tell us what Chop and Screwed song we should listen Slow to. Which absolutely has other Twitter, t- t- Twitter hashtags. Whoa, what if I don't give a fuck, <laughs> What Hashtag cover me is all about jizz. <laughs> There's going to be kids trying to find like local baseball games. Yeah, what if we, what if we clash? Is that what you think people use Twitter for? Yeah, absolutely. It's the child's app for finding slow pitch games. What if we, wouldn't you use it for that? <laughs> now they're just going to find like robo the dj robo DJ tripping robo yes. what if we clash with the sloppitch hashtag <laughs> sloppitch what is that it's an alternate way of pronouncing slow pitch when you squish when you pitch in that slaw yeah are you, are you talking about like slaw like coleslaw no coleslaw. well it's like the slow when i played slow pitch a couple years ago they spelled oh, like it s-l-o no w and then no w and then just and two slow P's. pitch like it's one word <laughs> So it looked like sloppitch. Okay, slow pitch. Yes, yeah, so this like overall this version is pretty unremarkable. Not the worst version, but I, I'd say it's interesting. interesting. I don't, I don't hate it. it. It stood out from the rest of the yeah the uh, acoustic versions. All right. If I were to tell you guys that we're in the portion of the show where we have to talk about the best song, I would say fuck song. that. <laughs> fuck that, fuck and also that. the song most likely to achieve its goal of a pursuit of happiness what would you be able to tell me about those worst song steven which one uh worst song is the the, the chenya dude oh the chance pena yeah Chen- that Pena-y. one i absolutely forgot about to the point like i'd even realize it was on the playlist <laughs> yeah the that's... other ones i like at least remembered the name of the person is <laughs> hot garbage fucking a what do you got for me alex okay so here's the thing Okay. Kid Mac. I think. Wait, hang on. Do I hate Kid Mac? I mean, I would agree with Kid Mac. Yeah. That dude <laughs> was also <laughs> super <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, your album is acoustic EP, and you just throw in some synthesizers. <laughs> like, stay on brand, man. Come on. Yeah. Some lies. What do you, what do you, what do you, your mistakes don't go away anymore. It's the internet age. Okay? <laughs> you can't just, you can't just not do what you say you're gonna do yeah jeez fuck there's a lot of bad kid mac this, this week it's just got a lot of them i thought were just kind of like i didn't hate some of the 
like the cloud control version and the other what's the other one honey bucket like they were fine i hated honey they're okay oh is that your it was like cultural appropriation <laughs> like levels are bad like it was just that was that your is that your i don't know because chance Pena sucks dick mm. yeah <laughs> it's really boring sorry i had to rephrase that we can't we can't shit on sucking dick people like to suck dick and they should sucking dick is good yeah i, I gotta support that i gotta support the dick sucking community mm-hmm Hashtag cover me. Cover <laughs> me. <laughs> Chance Pena sucks. Fucking it's something spiky and painful to suck on. Oh, yeah. like a like a like a like a like a chimpanzee penis or something. Yeah, <laughs> like suck. No, yeah, we're still. Oh, wait, on penis. no, still. Di- I know, but like also bestiality. Maybe, Chance, Chance Pena like sucks a, on too many fishermen's friends. I'm just saying, it's a like barbed shit. dick. <laughs> Do they have barbed dicks? Like, pretty much everything in the animal kingdom has a weird dick. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so not Which dicks. Which I guess is relative. All right, so Stay I should steer away from podcast, dicks. Right. Weird dicks. Weird dicks. <laughs> and where to find them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wait, sorry, what is the, what's, what's, what's wrong with Chance Pena again? Uh, he just, it's just a nothing version. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what's, what did we decide to say instead of sucking dick? Um, no, he sucks uh, on too many fishermen's friends. Too yeah, many fishermen's like friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, guys, switch over to Halls. Halls. They have sugar. <laughs> buy Halls. They come in different levels. This podcast has been sponsored by Halls. Uh, enjoy your nice. Fresh now bread. available in Fresh. honey lemon or red Hashtag flavor. Hall or at your boy. <laughs> the flavor, just the black one. No one knows what flavor it is. Yeah, they're the best, though. They're the yeah. best. Extra strong. I'm going to give it to. Um, now you know what I'm gonna give it to Honey Bucket because they make me mad. For yeah, low, they're the low? ones I can forget about. But Honey Bucket is like 9/11. <laughs> Never, Never forget. forget. <laughs> now, Stephen, who uh, do you think is most likely to achieve their goal of pursuing happiness? Wait, did we do best? Song? Oh, did we? No, we didn't. No, Stephen, best version. Uh, best is Lee's. Yeah, yeah Lisey. Lisey. That's Thought it. Thought it was Lissy. Lissy. Yeah. She says it at the end of the video. Um, because she they just did a good ass version of it. Yeah, and like. A lot of times when people do covers, I'm just like, all right. This one, I was like, I will actually go listen to your music now. Yeah. Because it won me over. Yeah. I would, I would bust out this cover again. I think it's definitely Lissy. Sometimes I like to, you know, spread it out a little bit. And even if your one, someone else's best is like the one I, if I'm, if I'm going between two. Yeah. And someone else picks one of them as their best, I'll go with the other one usually. But honestly, in terms of high quality versions of the song, it's this version or the original version Vin- and Lissy. Like yeah. other than that, they're all kind of middling. So that I that's what we got. That's what I got yeah. going. Well, I'll, I'll give some respect to Steve Aoki for what he does. It's not my cup of tea. We did, yeah. It does. It does work. It does work. Yeah, but it's not the best. It's. Not- I'd get thrown cake on and listen to this song. Start, I wouldn't start throwing cake. <laughs> I I might. Okay, I I might. I wouldn't say no if I was given the opportunity. Uh, Stevie Hokey tickets, the tickets are expensive, though. Well, if I had to pay for the tickets, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. You heard it. Free tickets to Steve Aoki and Alex to get cake on him. Hook me up. I feel like your sister would take you to Steve I will Aoki. take pictures yeah. of myself with cake on me. <laughs> cake on me. Hashtag cake, cake on me. Cake on Hey, what do you call me. Steve Aoki when he goes out to sing? Steve Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you call Steve Aoki in Japan? Uh, Steve, no, I don't know. Steve Doki Doki. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call a pasta that Steve Aoki made? 
What? A Steve Gnocchi. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Steve Aoli? Damn it. <laughs> That's my punchline. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call? What do you call Steve Aoki when he has garlic in him? <laughs> Steve Aoli. <laughs> what do you call Steve, a broke Steve Aoki? <laughs> or, sorry, a broke Italian Steve Aoki. <laughs> Steve Abroki. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you call call Steve Aoki when you just kind of meet him on the down low? <laughs> what Steve Aoki? Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody else got any other ones? What do you call your friend Steve Aoki? <laughs> what Steve Aoki? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so <laughs> what do you what do you call Steve Aoki when he can't get into his house? <laughs> so I think I can guess this one. <laughs> Steve Aoki. <laughs> All right, so who's most likely to achieve their goal of pursuing happiness based on this one song? I mean, it's got to be Steve, Steve Aoki. It's got to be Steve Aoki. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to unanimous that one, Steve Aoki. Although, maybe because Lizzie has now convinced us to listen to her other material, mm-hmm. maybe that'll spread around. Well, we, I mean, she's already famous, but, but yeah. <laughs> she needs a boost from us as well. Yeah, I'm the saying. covering boost is at least six people. <laughs> <laughs> three of them are in this room we're <laughs> in the room so i mean like uh you're welcome is what i'm trying to say she did have tequila and everyone knows that makes you a little happy that's right because it's an upper yeah i hear i've been told is it yeah apparently the the alcohol you get from that from the the agave plant is the only form of alcohol that is an upper instead of a downer interesting yeah i did not know that it makes driving drunk a lot easier. <laughs> and, doing your, and doing your thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we have a bonus segment today. I'm excited. And it's, it's, of course, named after one of the songs from Kid Cudi. We've done this bonus segment before. Day and night. Yes, that's right. What's your favorite time of day? <laughs> no, we're doing Soundtrack to My Life. And the, the song I want you guys to tell me about is what, what's your, like, getting ready for a party or a big event kind of song? What's your, like, pump up for an event song? Uh, oh, Steven, question. do you need a minute? And why yeah. is it Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart? Why? <laughs> I think it's a party rock anthem, actually. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I have a consistent pump-up anthem sort of thing. It changes like. over time. Um, and, it, and it depends on maybe what I'm doing. But there's a few that I would definitely say um, get me excited. Okay, hit me with a few. Um, so, a big one is... Uh, Journey song, Be Good to Yourself. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty energetic song. Um, I'm trying to think because I know there are other ones uh, that I would play. Something, something like funky. You need something funky. Oh, yeah. Um, I go for like, uh, like Animal Spirits, which is a, a Wolfpack song that, uh, that uh, dig. And um, if you're feeling like something a little, little older sounding, got some piano going. The, um, Laura Nero has a song called Sweet Blindness that gets usually gets me excited. And uh, also most of Born to Run. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. that's uh, a lot of songs, but uh that those, a lot. Th- that's that's my that's mine. Okay, so I've had a minute to think about it. I think I think Hall and Oates Man Eater is, is oh, a yeah. good one. Oh hell yeah. That, that should just Get some going. There's a little danger to it too. Like yeah, you're going out for a good time. Whoa, you know, shit might go down. Watch out! Yeah, exactly. And it's it's exciting. Hell but yeah! I think it used to straight up, yeah, just be Kid Cudi songs. Yeah, Those for sure. Stuff like Day and Night and Switching Lanes, and just be like ready to go. 
Hell yeah. That used to be a big one for me. Straight up, I did used to listen to a lot of Do You Think I'm Sexy, Rod Stewart. (laughs) I I mean, I think that's a good one. Oh, another good one, I find. Um, What is it? Um, Is it For Once in My Life, the the um what's his i don't know this song. hold up well i believe it's like i, I think i don't think it's the original it's like a, a motown song that was around for a long time i'm also gonna and put this out here that the um the famous uh jane's addiction song uh, the entourage <laughs> intro is, is my go-to party music dude stevie <laughs> wonder sorry it's stevie wonder the stevie okay. wonder version of for once in my life that's once a good one too. i don't think i'm familiar with that steven i was gonna say we were in that uber yesterday and the guy was like yeah if you want to hook up to the ox i was like how bad would it be if i just played the fucking james addiction song the entourage theme for the oh, whole yeah. fucking ride oh yeah my man, the that dude would have killed himself. <laughs> um, he was so repeat. happy I liked his music. I know, right? <laughs> if he played that, he would have swerved us into oncoming traffic. <laughs> fucking a. Yeah, so yeah, for me, like Rod Stewart or Gang Fight by Countless Thousands. That's a good one. Getting into a fight, that one gets you riled up. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah, DMX too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely. Anything that was on All Fantasy Everything's like fight music. Yeah, is absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I guess Eye of the Tiger. That feels like almost a cop out. Yeah, or get the best around Joe Esposito. That yeah, that's probably what I would do for like honestly, yeah. I the tiger. I probably wouldn't listen to it as, as to psych myself up. It's like it's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. makes me makes me feel lesser to Rocky. You're like I can't, I can't, I can't be him. <laughs> He's so much better than me. Okay, hit us with your uh, your pump up jams. Hashtag. I'm gonna let Steven take this one because he complains about my hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pump it. You think. Pump it <laughs> is not being used for masturbation on no, Twitter. I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's it's a clean hashtag. Um, all right, we could do hashtag pump me. Cover me in yeah, pump. Yeah, that's that's a clean hash. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Pump me. I, I think you guys are going to really hit it off with the gay community. Hell yeah. We, we, we we're just. We, we I, thought, I thought you. Were, I thought we were going for bodybuilders. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pump it louder. <laughs> That's all I've got. All right. That's been our episode. I've been your host, Jake Cressy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake the Cressy. J A K E T H E C R E S S Y. Hashtag cover me pod at some Alex Wise guy and at what are you on fucking Twitter? You're like Steve Reynolds. That's a good question. I, I think it's really like S. Reynolds. Twitter. I don't know. I follow him. You can check my followers. You yeah, want to follow Steven. He doesn't post anything. Steven, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I want to promote if you need a, a guy to do IT work. Hire me. Hire Steven Reynolds. You can look him up on Twitter. It's gone for him. I, I mean, last time I was on this podcast, Alex was trying to find a job and, and yeah, you got a himself. job immediately. Yeah, so I'm well, that's the cover me boost. <laughs> that's the cover me promise. Instant <laughs> employment. All right. You can follow us, subscribe to us mm-hmm. on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Pod Addict, Podbean, whatever else you want to pod on, your favorite podcasting app. I've been your host as always, Jake Cressy. I think I already said that. And as we always say on Cover Me, what do you what do you call a, a podcast where, where it's, it's, it's Steve Aoki's the guest? What? <laughs> Steve Cover Oki. <laughs> <laughs>